Welcome back to The Naked Connection. This is the show that helps motivated men build deeper connections and have better communication and sex. What's up? This is Kirsten, and I'm going to start off with a question today. What would sex be like if you could last as long as you desired? If you could decide when and how you came, or even if you came at all, what would that be like? Because Pretty much all of us have been there in that moment when you start getting really intimate with someone you are super attracted to. Things are getting hot, they're getting steamy, and before you know it, it is over. Maybe it was just the tip and you're done. Maybe you've gone for a few minutes and it ends, or you are really feeling into the moment and you've been having an incredible time connecting with your partner and this wave just comes over you. And even though you don't want it to stop, you hit a climax. It's like, right said Fred's musical career. (laughs) Okay, you probably don't even know who that is, but if you look him up, you will. He's one of the greatest one-hit wonders of all time. And I don't want your intimate moments and your intimate experiences to be like right said Fred's career, okay? I want it to be like the the Rolling Stones, (laughs) like Dr. Dre, like Ice Cube, maybe like Michael Jackson. Okay, maybe not Michael Jackson. Let's throw in some T-Swift. You get the point. So perhaps you struggle with early ejaculation, or maybe you really want to have prolonged, deep, expansive sexual experiences where the moment of intimacy is not ended due to a lack of control, but due to a choice you make. So if you want to not only be able to control your climax, but enjoy every moment leading up to it, this episode is for you. We are going to get into specific ways to gain more control over your climax and have better sex. Let's get after it. So first and foremost, you want to become more sensitive. And This might sound counterintuitive because you're thinking to yourself, if I'm more sensitive, that means I'll have even less control. Well, there is a science to this, okay? When there is a repeated motion, especially hard, fast friction, heat is created and desensitization occurs. So when you're solo or with someone, if you're used to hard, fast, intense motions to reach a peak state, you have actually become accustomed to a massive amount of friction. And eventually, your cock is going to become subtly overcharged, less sensitive, and less perceptive. So think about it like this. When you first start working out at the gym, let's say that you go to the gym and you do pull-ups, and you have these soft, delicate, dainty hands because you haven't held a bar in a really long time. The first time you go to do pull-ups, you're going to really feel that friction and heat from the bar right away as you're pulling and putting tension on it. And as you do your pull-ups, you're going to start to get tears on your hand. And instantly, you're going to be able to feel that you are cut and bleeding. Okay. Now, let's say that you've become this like meathead gym shark CrossFit cult leader, right? And you have built up <laughs> these calluses on your palms from repeatedly exposing your skin to that friction and that heat. Even if you have a callus, sometimes you can still tear your skin, you can still get a blood blister, you can still bleed. But interestingly, you don't feel it. Usually someone's like, hey, bro, you're bleeding, right? Or you look down and you're like, oh, oops, my hand's all messed up. Because 
a calloused hand from the gym, it's tough and hard. So you don't feel when you get a blood blister. Well, your penis is the exact same. When you have a calloused penis, you can't feel when you're about to climax. So you have less control. And even more so, the overall experience has far less sensations and less sensations equals less pleasure for you, okay? So if you become really used to this heat, this fast friction, this intensity, and you have developed this callous penis and your penis has basically become desensitized, it's going to be a lot harder for you to feel anything great. This not only leads to coming faster, but it also leads to not coming at all because your body has become so calloused, you also need more and more stimuli to feel anything and psychologically get off. So if the gym example didn't head home, I'm going to share with you some psychophysics for you. Okay. The Weber-McMeer law is this theory of the relationship between stimulus and experience. So a great example of this law is that if you light a match in the dark, it's going to seem way brighter than if you light a match outside in a bright sunny day. Or even think about sugar. Let's say that you don't eat sugar for a few months and suddenly that carrot that you taste, it tastes like candy and that fun dip packet, <laughs> that Snickers bar, those Sour Patch Kids, they taste like something from outer space that legitimately scratches your tongue and your taste buds away and you think you're eating chemicals. More sensation correlates to less sensitivity. And less sensation correlates to more sensitivity. So we want to develop our sexual senses to become capable of feeling them moving through at any moment of the day. Because the more aware that you are, the more pleasure you can experience moment to moment, and the more control you have over your pleasure and your peak arousal. The more connected you are to what you're sensing and feeling, the more you can actually tune in and guide it and amplify it and decrease it to your heart's content. So you want your cock to become more sensitive. So how do we do this? Well, I shared four really amazing practices in episode two of this show. So go check that out for very descriptive details about some really foundational practices to not only create more sensitivity, but to have better sex in general. And that is a great place to start. But on top of all of that, try a couple of these things out, right? So I think a lot of practices that you can actually do to improve your sex life don't even have to unfold in the bedroom. So let's say that you're in your daily life. You're going to the grocery store. You're making coffee. You're sending an email to your boss. You are calling up your grandmother. You are writing a love note to your boothang. You are sending your 7,000th hinge message for the week. Whatever it is, pause and do a sensation check. So this looks like tuning in to your sexual center and noticing what sensations you feel and where you feel them. So this could be like I feel a tickle in my penis. I feel stickiness on my balls. I feel pressure on my asshole. I feel an expansion of my cock. Notice the sensation and notice where you feel it. Now, at first, this might be hard to tune into right away. So you can start by scanning your entire body. So feeling a tickle on my nose, sweat on my brow, tightness in my belly. 
and bring your entire body online. Because the more you can tap into your sensations at any given moment, the easier it becomes to experience and expand and contract them. So starting with your entire body and then moving into your sexual center and doing this throughout the day, like doing this in the morning, doing this in the middle of the day, doing this at night, just make it a habit of whenever you have a moment or to do this. And maybe you can even habit stack it where you pick a couple of things that you do every day and just pause and check in with yourself. So maybe it is when you're making coffee in the morning while that kettle is brewing, you do a check. You look for the sensation and where you, what you feel and where you feel it. Then maybe later on in the afternoon, let's say that you always go to a standing meeting. Before you walk in the door, pause, or maybe on your walk over to the meeting, check in with yourself. Whatever it is, pick a couple times during the day and just make it a practice and stick to it. So first and foremost, start there. Then when you are engaging in self-pleasure, when you're masturbating, you want to reduce the heat. So really play around with light, lighter touches, different touches, and varied sensations. So instead of just jackhammering away in your favorite pattern leading you straight to climax, slow down and enjoy actually exploring what different strokes are like for you. If this feels like a lot, a good way to start is to actually start in the way that you're used to. So really get going. And then instead of keeping with your current pattern, end it differently. And so for women, thinking about how, how girls can become really dependent on a vibrator. And this is like super similar for the, for women as well. Like this topic of becoming more sensitive, a lot of girls can become hyper dependent on a vibrator to have a clitoral orgasm. And they require a massive amount of stimulation to get off. And that creates a struggle later on in intimacy because now it, it demands so much more. So we're going to wean ourselves off. So I would recommend, if you're a woman, that you start with the vibrator to get turned on and then turn it off and explore ways to reach climax without the vibrator. Or maybe doing it the opposite. So for 10 minutes exploring arousal and exploring beautiful sensations without the use of a vibrator and then inviting it in later. So you kind of want to use a phased approach here. We're not going cold turkey, okay? We don't have to do that unless you're really intense and you really want to do it. But I actually find that if you kind of use this slow process of removing the old pattern, it becomes a lot easier and it gives your body and your nervous system time to adjust to what's changing. So slowly over time, you can rely on your OG ways less and less. So instead of like 80% hammering away, 20% slow, you can do 60-40, 50-50, 30-70, 90-10. I'm like, how do I do math? So eventually you'll be able to have even better pleasurable experiences with far less and with far less sensation. Come on, who doesn't want that? Okay. Like, who doesn't want that? And when you move through things in this way, the slowing down helps you actually generate a larger degree of control because you might be thinking, well, if I'm really sensitive all the time, it's going to be really hard for me to control it. But actually, the by slowing down and being really present, you become hyper aware of what's unfolding. And in that space, you actually have greater control. 
Okay. The next thing that I want to incorporate into this that's coming to me is to actually, when you are with your partner, to avoid making her too excited. So when she gets really excited, you get really excited and then boom, (laughs) ejaculation out of nowhere, right? So slow her down in the process. You want to maintain that temperature at a cool to light simmer. We're just simmering. We're not flash frying things, okay? (laughs) I don't know why the food analogies are coming to me today. We're lightly broiling our French fries, okay? So as you become more proficient at enjoying the less sensation piece, this will actually become more and more enjoyable too. When you can keep the intensity at a soft boil, you now have the capacity to feel what is happening inside of your cock and your entire body. And you can basically attune to your body and to hers. This not only helps you, but it helps her. Most women slowly stop wanting sex because it becomes unfulfilling to them. Usually because sex is too hard, it's too hot, and it's too fast. So while your cock is over there getting calloused, her pussy is turning into a dried up raisin. Okay. And I'm like, what are we doing here? You guys, (laughs) we do not want a calloused cock and and a prune pussy. This not only helps you, but it really helps her. If you slow everything down, you will turn her up at the right pace. Make her ask for more. And I'll tell you this, she will when she's ready. Because if you slow down and attune to her, you're slowly going to be able to build to a point where she's so ready for you. And you will have been able to enjoy every single moment leading up to that point. Another thing that is always really helpful, and I'm probably just going to hammer this in constantly, is the power of exploring your breath. Most of us don't realize how much our breathing patterns influence arousal and ejaculation control. And that shallow erratic breath actually signals your nervous system to speed up and tense up as you approach climax. So as you get more excited, the shallow breaths accelerate your nervous system. It reduces your control and it actually desensitizes you further. And remember, we want sensation. We want sensation. We want sensation. So According to beautiful tantric principles, breath is our vital life force energy. Okay, and I'm going to get woo with it for a moment. Let's get woo with it. Learning to channel this energy is what will help you balance your body and actually manage your sexual energy. As you get more turned on, consciously take long, deep breaths into your belly. And in Tantra, the lower Dantian is actually seen as a reservoir of energy that can flood the system if not regulated properly. You can also experiment with breathwork techniques like alternating nostril breathing or breath retention, not not when you're having sex. Oh my gosh, if someone does nostril breathing in the middle of an intimate moment, hey, more power to you, go for it. It would just be an interesting experience. Not going to knock you if you try it. Trying different breathwork techniques to actually just become more proficient in breath in general will help you when you step into an intimate experience. And so building awareness of your breath and really learning to regulate it is so key here. And also, this is so beautiful. Synchronized breath with your partner is a beautiful element to incorporate into intimacy. 
just in general, I'm just throwing this in here as like a freebie fun, fun fact, because it creates a deeper connection, not only mentally, but also physically, because your bodies are synchronized in the way that you're inhaling and exhaling. And it's an intimate way to stay present in the moment together. And another thing that I want to share in, in the light of a tantric moment, I've been studying tantric practices for the past couple of years. And one of my favorite philosophy writers, Osho, he's, look, if anyone knows about Osho, yes, there was a lot of sexual scandal with him. And we aren't pretending that that isn't there, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying, homie is a great philosophy writer. You know, I recently learned about Will Chamberlain, apparently like one of the best basketball players of all time, and how he slept with 20,000 women. The fact that he slept with 20,000 women is like a topic in and of itself, but I don't think that that takes away from his basketball prowess, okay? So I can still appreciate the philosophy notes from Osho. When it comes to ejaculation and climax, Osho, I was reading, he shared something that I really liked. He said that in sex, you are relaxing in it. You're not controlling it. Because if you're controlling, then there will be no relaxation. And if you are controlling it, sooner or later, you will be hurried to finish because control is a strain and every strain creates tension and tension creates a need to release. It's not control. You're not restraining something. You're simply not in a hurry because sex is not happening in order to move somewhere. You're not going somewhere. Sex is actually a playground where there is no goal. Nothing is to be reached, so why hurry? The reason I share his kind of take on some of this is because it's a really beautiful reflection, I think, on what happens when you can relax, first of all, when you release any goals and you play. We get so wound up in life about doing and accomplishing things, especially if you're a motivated, successful man. Like That is such a part of who you are and an incredibly sexy and an amazing way. At the same time, if you want, sex can be this place to play, not do. It's a place to be, not act. It's a place to enjoy. So on that note, I hope that some of this has rung some bells for you, helped you think about things in a different perspective. I hope that it's been helpful and that you're able to move forward applying some of these practices and concepts in your life. And the next time I see you, I really hope that in that moment, you're checking in with yourself. You're feeling your sexual center. What am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? Next time you're making that coffee, what am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? What sensation's coming up and where is that sensation in my body? And the more that you do that, the more alive you are going to become not only in sex, but in all of life. That is it for today. Until next time, get after it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Naked Connection. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Trust me on this, your sex life and that special someone in your life will thank you for it. And if you really love the show, please take a moment and leave a five-star review or a written review and let me know what you think. It would mean so much to me and this show. Until next time, happy connecting.